NPR's New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Jeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the Friday Fine Pair Podcast and a holiday weekend podcast. Yes. Happy Canada Day, everybody. No, nobody cares. <laughs> like, honestly, really? I didn't even... Some of you care. Why are all their holidays so close to ours? <laughs> Just like their city's well. close to our border. What does What does Canada Day celebrate? Canada Day celebrates the founding of Canada. It was, it's 150... Why did it happen so close years? to our Independence Day? Mm, yeah. I, I don't know. What can I tell They were like, I mean, you know, it's the only time in the entire calendar when it's not snowing. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> the one day like, a year. It's like, we've thought out. Let's get independent. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not. They're still part of the Commonwealth. Many Canadians I know, I know so love to point this out. I know. It's so interesting. Yeah. Money this is not a Canada-themed love, podcast, love the as queen. it turns out. <laughs> yeah, they love the Queen. Uh, so, but speaking of America... Uh, this is a holiday weekend when it does seem that people turn to American-themed drinking, right? It's like what we do – it's what we do on Cinco de Mayo but America-themed. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're exactly. – exactly. you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, so – and it's interesting because a lot of companies really lean in here, right? Mm-hmm. And they go pretty heavy. So I'm curious from both of you, like what do you think are the quintessential American drinks – Definitely red, white, and blueberry lemonade natter days. Okay, we yeah. had that last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely not Applejack, despite what people try to tell you. Or Madeira. Applejack. Do, Applejack do people tries, think? Th- oh. Yeah, it tries real hard. It's like history. It's like, okay, The history. <laughs> no one wants your history, nerd. Yeah, people are like, the founding fathers drank this. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. We have plenty of articles about it on vinepair.com. Yeah. yeah. Joanna and I drank Madeira recently. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, no one likes Madeira either. Pass. I mean, I mean, I do Strong like Madeira, pass. but I don't want to drink it in summertime. But so then, what? What are the quintessential? Like, it, like it's it's the Fourth of July. Like, what are you drinking? Bourbon, some brew dogs. That Roasted. again is not American. <laughs> what did you say, Zach? I said bourbon. Oh, bourbon! Of course, it's American. That's American. It's the most American thing. But do you really think about that when it comes to the Fourth of July? Oh yeah, I will definitely oh. be drinking some bourbon on the Fourth of July. And what do you have, like bourbon and like a, a burger or – and are you drinking bourbon straight, and, you know, on the rocks? Uh, it depends. You know, the great thing about the 4th of July in Seattle is that it could be literally any weather imaginable. It could be 57 <laughs> degrees and raining or it could be 95 degrees and miserable. So um, Canada. It's actually looking like we're going to have very nice weather for the 4th, which is great. Um, not super common, but always nice. Um, and, yeah, I'm like – I'm I'm not a – I mean, I love burgers and I will probably be having one. I'm a big, like, bourbon and, like – you know, brats kind of guy, uh, along with a beer. Like I'll probably be having both. I'll probably have a beer in one hand, uh, a little a, tipple of a, bourbon, a bourbon in the other hand, and mm-hmm. somehow we'll also be eating a hot dog. <laughs> I love a hot dog. Don't ask. Nope. You're not a hot dog fan. No, not oh. at all. Cheeseburgers for life. Wait, oh, I like love any kind of sausage, oh, like or just not hot dogs. No sausage, hot dogs. Not you're my not, not meat, my bag. You're not. A I'm not a tubed tube meat tubed meat person. Mm-hmm. That is sorry, really sorry to disappoint everyone. No, I mean you know it's funny. I have I don't think I don't think I've had a hot dog in. I'm not going to stand for the cylinder slander. A, <laughs> at least a year. At least I don't, a year. I don't eat hot dogs at all, ever. Okay, or ever. any other kind of sausage, or just specifically hot dogs. Sausages either. I, I I would say, I mean I don't not, I don't not not like them. 
But like, there are a lot of negative. If I'm in given, if I'm given the choice, <laughs> like if we're at a barbecue and someone's like Adam, burger or dog, I'm like burger all the way. Of course. It, and like cheeseburger, 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. 100%. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, ribs I would take, brisket. Yeah, like the hot dog is the last thing I eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like if I got there late and that's all that's left, I'm like, okay, well, I will accept the hot dog. <laughs> but I don't like seek out the hot dog. You well, know? Yeah, to be clarify, a hot dog can be a lot of different things. And and some hot dogs are bad. Um, but sausages? Oh, my God. You guys are missing out. I mean, I, I love. Burgers, I mean, I get it. I get it. I won't. But, I won't hate on it for others. I get it. I get the appeal. It's just the not for me. The, the problem with the burger at the at the grill is like, unless you trust the person grilling it, how often is your burger going to just be miserably overcooked? But it doesn't matter because you've had enough beer that it doesn't matter. Oh well, then why do you care? What <laughs> back you're eating to in the drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, back to the, the drinks. Theme of this podcast. I okay. Mean, what okay. about like a lemonade, spiked lemonade? Maybe? So I really enjoy a spiked. A bourbon lemonade. So I think take a little oh, bit of what you're okay, saying, okay. a little bit of what you know Zach is saying here. Uh, I really like. So there was this cocktail that I used to love. Oh, I'm going to bring it all together. Right I now think you've ready. spoken about this before. At on the back pod. forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was like a very Americana restaurant. But first, it had some lemon juice in it, and some bourbon, and some maple syrup. So we brought the Canadians <laughs> down, you know, a little bit, and it was like a maple bourbon lemonade. And it was delicious, and it, they called it the Back 40, and you could drink them all day long. Yeah. So I like those a lot. You know, I have not moved on into the, like, my brother-in-law has fully, like, decided that he just drinks seltzers now. I mean, all the time, but also on the 4th, which is interesting, because I'm not one of the people that has been like, you know what, now I embrace the seltzers, so I'll drink it on the 4th. Like, mm-hmm. not at all. I like, I do like beer on the 4th of July, especially if, like, we're at the beach, like that seems to be a really nice thing. What kind just, of beer? I like a, you know, light lager. Light lager, and a, <laughs> you know, and a, an American beer. Mm-hmm. I just like the, the, the Fourth of July is like I'm, I'm not I'm not mad at you know drinking some Miller Lite or something on the Fourth. Like I'm I don't need you to go get me like the haziest of a hazy IPAs. You know, it's like not what I want. Then I want something or a crisp pilsner is what I'm looking for. You know, mm-hmm. you want to beat the heat. Uh, you want to sort of hang out with your friends. You want sessionable. You're not trying to like get really intoxicated. Mm-hmm. You're trying to just get to a level and stay there and have a good time and then go home. Not driving, right? You want to have a designated driver. Or you want to be able to walk home. Take the subway. <laughs> Take the subway. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's interesting that so many brands really do lean into this holiday and like cover their packaging and American flags, Americana imagery, et cetera, specifically for this one weekend. And I mean, I know that it bleeds out, but like th- there's so much alcohol purchased on this one weekend that a, a lot of that stock is gone, mm-hmm. you know, the second that it's, it's, it goes out to market. But I am curious because we, there's been this debate recently as to whether or not like that sort of imagery is as effective as it used to be, right? Like are there certain groups of the country now that like actively won't buy those products because they think it, you know, might make them look like they participated in a January 6 rally. Like I don't know, you know, th- there there is sort of that talk at this point in time and like do you guys think that that imagery is more of a negative now than it used to be just given our current climate? I certainly think it's fair to say that it's maybe a little more fraught than it was it's at various points. Like I think mm-hmm. I remember reading something, you know, years and years ago about how like patriotism as a concept has like had diff- very different meanings in America over 
even just like mm-hmm. the last 50 years, right? And at different times, like describing yourself as very patriotic has just meant different things. And, you know, I think it's, you know, it should come as no surprise to any of our listeners that like we live in relatively politically polarized times. And mm-hmm. because of that, anything that sort of um, is evocative of, you know, a certain, you know, of America, of a certain sort of, let's say, traditional image of America is going to be, you know, I don't know, controversial, but it's, it might, you know, entice some people and turn other people away. And I don't know the extent to which some of these brands have done really calculated, you know, sort of analysis. Yeah, I'm wondering like, that too. Yeah, like, okay, we think that in our core demographic, this imagery is more positively mm-hmm. associated than negatively. I, I mean, I imagine they have to think about that kind of stuff, um, at least yeah. to some extent. You know, email us if you do this, podcastdefinepair.com. We'd love to know. But I, I would say that for me, I think what where we're at, where I'm personally at, is at a place where it's like, in the end, I don't really care. Like, right. I I just, it's like people choosing to wear red, white, and blue on the 4th of July or, you know, American flag, you know, swim trunks or whatever. Like, I think it's a, it's, it's costuming, right? It's, it's, and it's a kind of costuming that's like still acceptable in a way that like, frankly, like wearing a sombrero on Cinco de Mayo no longer really is in a lot of places. And so if you're the kind of person who, or, you know, it's just like, if you want to get dressed up like Santa around the, for, around uh, Christmas, you can do that and go out and drink, you know, please don't participate in SantaCon, but you know, you can do it in other ways. <laughs> And, you know, for a certain kind of person, it's like a thing that they can do, right? They want to have a way, a thing that feels fun, a thing that's feels festive. And like the can or the bottle is a part of that in the same way that their, you know, clothing choices. For me personally, like, I don't need a, a American flag draped can to feel like I'm celebrating a holiday, but I'm not going to not drink the beer because it's so clad. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly personally don't take it as like a festive holiday it's just kind of a holiday and we have off from work so really? <laughs> you know what we i mean I don't, I don't know well i don't know what they do in canada but here in america we set off fireworks in <laughs> yes, canada they do, just ride mooses but we set off fireworks for other <laughs> set off fireworks for other holidays as well what other holidays i don't know new year's eve <laughs> this is the holiday <laughs> you what, mean my yeah, birthday? freezing our asses off in times square watching fireworks get set off i just i don't take it i know it I know it is meant to be, but I don't take it as a celebration of America. <laughs> just just me? takes okay. it as a Monday. She doesn't have to go to the office. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I, I definitely take it as a celebration of America. I just, yeah, I guess. And are I, you decked out in Americana too? No. Will you buy a can, um, like American flag can? If it if it happens to be the branding on the drink that I'd like to buy, then fine. But I don't seek it out. Like okay. I'm not going to only buy things that yeah. have the imagery on it, on them. Um, I, but I do, you know, we get down with some sparklers and some fireworks and, uh, you know, like it, it, it feels like a fun festive holiday that is, I mean, for me though, the 4th of July is so interesting because it's always been like a celebration of summer. Yes. That's how I really yeah. think of it. Like Memorial Day is kind of the beginning of summer and you never you never know, especially like as we talked about before, depending on where you live in the country, if it's going to be a great weekend or not. And then Labor Day is always sort of like this, the end. It's end. like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, it's over. You know, like the 4th of July is so great because it's like it is a celebration of this season that is so awesome with – being able to be outside, to go swimming, to go to the beach, all the amazing produce, like that to me is, it's yeah. just like a, a celebration of this time. And you're riding high off your birthday. 
Oh yeah, way yeah, high. It's just the best. It's and a celebration of tubular meats. You know, it's all good. It's also a celebration <laughs> yeah. of my relationship because we got married on July third. So again, Aww. if you want to send me anniversary gifts, <laughs> you know, y'all know the address two four four Fifth Avenue. Did you have a big four. American wedding? So Naomi's grandmother. Uh, who's no longer with us but was, like, really an amazing person, said we actually had a big Italian wedding because what we did was we got married on the 3rd, but then on the 4th we had this huge picnic Uh with just our friends. And we held it at Naomi's house. And so, like, she just was like, only the Italians have weddings that last this long. And I was like, (laughs) thank you. This was really fun. (laughs) But but then, like, we did have – it was this amazing celebration of summer. And, like, we had – so All fun. this incredible fruit and produce from, I mean, she's from Lancaster, so from the farms, and it was awesome. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's always been about, like, playing, like, the classic outdoor drinking games, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, bocce and patonk, the two games with the ball and the little thing. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, whatever people call it here, cornhole. Or isn't there another name for cornhole? Everyone just call it cornhole, cornhole, <laughs> and something, can bags. I forget what it is, but yeah, something bags, and then uh, can jam, can jam, and what's the one that has like the three rungs, and you throw the, it has two balls on the end of a string, and you throw the, yeah, you throw you it, mean. and it's yeah, like you play that game. Okay. Uh, it's like the games you only play like once a year, so you don't remember the names of them. Yeah, but like for me, like that's what's awesome about the fourth is you're like out. It's it's hopefully you have good weather, and you're just outside all day. Playing games, hanging out, and drinking, and barbecuing, and so it's it's a celebration of summer. And so, yeah, for me, I don't really think that I it has to be a drink that has American imagery on it, mm-hmm. but it is. I they are drinks that feel weirdly American, if that makes sense. Like I do, I do agree with Zach that like if someone is making a bourbon cocktail, I'm much more likely to drink that than like something with aquavit. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Definitely not looking for that Canadian ice wine you know, <laughs> oh. at all. But uh, but you know, I, and I think it's it's a fun excuse to do that too. I think what's so great about like American drinking culture, and because we're such a young drinking culture still, thanks to prohibition, is that we can sort of get in on these themes and really embrace them in a way that I actually think is really celebratory and. And I believe is actually like respectful in a lot of ways because we're just so excited about them, right? Like during Cinco de Mayo, we get excited about exploring different tequilas and, you know, different beers from Mexico, et cetera. During St. Patrick's Day, it is about like the Irish whiskeys and the really cool beers that come from Ireland. And I think that what's great about the 4th of July is it sort of celebrates the melting pot too. Like the thing that we're about to drink is, you know, an American beer, but created by immigrants from Germany, you know, and I think that's what's super cool about the fourth. And so you can also bring in your own, you know, your own culture. That's why like, for me, it's great to drink, you know, to have barbecue, but I know there's a lot of other people on the fourth that love having, you know, tacos and, you know, whatever is regional for them that, that really means summer and drinking and eating outdoors. And so that's what I like. Yeah. Let's drink. Let's yeah. drink. We so what we do have is the, um, is the Budweiser America can. Hell yeah. So, I mean, I think this brand is more than anything the brand that, that says the 4th of July all year long. I mean, if you look at the can, for those of you that forget about it, literally right above the name Budweiser, King of Beers, it says the Great American Lager, mm-hmm. right? So they want you to know. And then under the King of Beers, it says brewed and canned in the USA, 
right? So, I mean, this this is Budweiser has always been an unapologetically American brand. Um, you know, that's what they that's how it went out to the rest of the world. Uh, but again, German immigrants that moved to St. Louis, Missouri, and created this beer. It's been forever since this I've like had that. immediately brought me back to a frat house. Yeah, just like just opening it. But like a oh, thing that yeah. I. I thought about when you were talking about this that I, I don't know if it ever quite struck me in this direct way, but like this beer is like such a, I mean, we can say whatever we want to say about America. Like I got, you know, catch me off air and I got things to say, but like it's also emblematic of why America is so evocative has been. And some of the ideals are so powerful. And it's like, this is a beer that could not have been made in Germany. Like it does not, no. you know, conform to like the German purity yeah. laws. It has rice in it. And like, and yet here it is like, uh, this incredible, incredibly iconic beer that, you know, now I guess could be made anywhere, but like the <laughs> Anheuser-Busch family had to come here to make it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it does take me back to college, but also just like, it tastes so much like Budweiser. You, I just can't explain yeah. it. It does taste like a Budweiser. Yeah. It doesn't taste like anything else. No. When and was the last time you had a Bud Heavy? It's been a while. <laughs> I had one while. early in the pandemic. So yeah. a couple of years. I used to love a so when I was like right out of college, I used to love getting like every once in a while like a like two slices of pizza and then a Budweiser out of the glass bottle. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a really it felt I don't know, just like cool to get this Budweiser <laughs> out of the glass bottle, these two slices of pizza from this pizzeria that I could walk to and I felt very like New York. Mm-hmm. Oddly to me. Um, and so I have that memory too. But then, yeah, it's been a long time since I've had it. And I will say, like, especially in the the years, you know, following when I would be at parties, if it was in the cooler, I would probably grab for something else. Like, I was, like, the same kind of, like, craft beer snob, sure. right? And I think there are a lot of moments still when Budweiser is just a great drink and – Again, I think feels very much like the American beverage. I don't, again, I don't, I would, I challenge anyone to tell me a brand of alcohol that is more American than this. I mean, your only argument might be something like Jack Daniels, but, you know, slightly right. different. Right. But, but my, but I guess the, my counter to that, if you made that argument, which I could see that you could make, is that. Jack does not lean in as heavily to America oh, for sure, for sure. as this brand does. Yeah. I mean, it's literally everywhere on yeah. the beer. This everywhere. is un- unabashedly American. The seal right. says the United States of America. <laughs> like, it's it's everywhere, which is why I also don't have a problem with the Budweiser American flag cans because it literally is just the brand taking it to 11. <laughs> and the brand is already at 10, you know? So it, it's not... It's not, it doesn't feel pandery. You know, it just feels like very true to itself. Do. Very yeah. true to itself. Yeah. yeah. I also want to note something about this since we were talking about the way it tastes. I think there was a point in time, kind of like your, you know, your craft beer snob uh, time for me, Adam, where like, oh gosh, an adjunct lager, like, ugh, rice, whatever. And like, look, I, I think there's, you know, reasons to sort of have feelings about that. And some brewers have very strong feelings about it. But like, you can see in tasting it, and I can coming back to it after a few years, and having actually tasted a lot of um, cold IPAs, I wrote a piece for the site about that a, a few months ago and talked about, you know, which which use rice as a way to kind of get at something that is, you know, a little bit evocative of this very specific flavor profile. And the idea is, 
for all the things you can criticize about this kind of beer and about, you know, adjunct lagers, like there is a sweetness and a smoothness to them that's just undeniably pleasurable. And I don't know that's the only thing I'd ever want to drink, for sure. It's not. But like there are times, and I think the fourth is absolutely one of those, where like this is a beer that you can enjoy sort of um, without having to think too much about it, but it's it, but it's it delivers real pleasure, and that's a thing that not every beer, you know, not every light lager can deliver, not every trimmed to within an inch of its life, you know, locale beer can deliver. Like, but heavy is tasty, and that's cool. Yeah, it does remind me of a frat party, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to hear what your quintessential American drinks are. Hit us up at podcast at vinepair dot com. Have a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Happy Canada Day to those who celebrate. (laughs) Be safe. And please be safe out there. Please, please, please call a designated driver. And with that, talk to you guys next week, but not Monday because we'll be off. It'll be the 4th. Talk to you then. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you love this show as much as we love making it, then please leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and recorded in New York City and Seattle, Washington by myself and Zach Jabal, who does all the editing and loves to get the credit. Also, I would love to give a special shout out to my VinePair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping me make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, VinePair Tastings Director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the VinePair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.